The word dementia describes a set of symptoms that may include memory loss and difficulties with thinking, problem solving or language. Dementia is caused when the brain is damaged by diseases such as Alzheimer's disease or a series of strokes. Hello, I'm Hannah and in this episode of the podcast I speak to helpline supervisor Kim about the progression of the different types of dementia. Please note that towards the end of this podcast we discuss the later stages of dementia, which might be upsetting for some listeners. What is dementia and what is it caused by? Dementia is the word which we use to describe the symptoms like memory loss and confusion which a person will experience when their brain is affected by diseases like Alzheimer's disease. Um, Although it's normal for people to become a bit more forgetful as they get older, if it's uh, making day-to-day life difficult then these symptoms may be classed as dementia. What are the most common causes of dementia? Well, one of the most common causes of dementia is a disease called Alzheimer's disease, which causes plaques and tangles to develop within the brain. Health conditions like high blood pressure, obesity and diabetes can also cause another type of dementia called vascular dementia, and that's caused by a shortage in the blood supply to the brain. Another type of dementia called dementia with Lewy bodies is caused by tiny spherical deposits of protein that form within nerve cells, and these are linked to low levels of important chemicals which send messages in the brain. There's a less common type of dementia called frontotemporal dementia, and that's caused by the death of nerve cells in the frontal lobes of the brain, uh, as well as the loss of important chemical messages called neurotransmitters. So in time, the brain tissue in these lobes can shrink. Does dementia always get worse? Is it always progressive? Sadly, all of the types of dementia mentioned in this podcast are progressive, so that means that symptoms will get worse over time. The symptoms a person will experience will partly reflect which parts of the brain are affected, and this varies across different dementias, so the symptoms in the early stages are often different. For example, memory loss is associated with Alzheimer's disease, um, but that's not always the case in frontotemporal However, as dementia progresses, more of the brain is affected and so the symptoms become more numerous and more severe. In the later stages, symptoms tend to be similar across all different types of dementia. Tell me about Alzheimer's disease specifically. What are the first signs of Alzheimer's disease? Well, some of the very early stages of Alzheimer's disease can include things like forgetting people's names and faces, misplacing and losing items like the TV control or your glasses. Although it's normal to become forgetful from time to time, if this is happening regularly and it's making day-to-day life difficult, it may be an indication of Alzheimer's disease. But it is worth noting that the symptoms that a person will experience when they have Alzheimer's disease will depend on their age. So 90% of people over the age of 65 with Alzheimer's disease will experience memory loss. But on the other hand, only 65% of people with Alzheimer's disease under the age of 65, which is known as early onset Alzheimer's, will have memory loss as an early symptom. People might also experience confusion about the time of day, so maybe thinking it's bedtime in the early afternoon. Some people might also experience language problems, such as struggling to find the right words. What parts of the brain does this uh, affect and what functions does it affect most? Well, often one of the main symptoms of Alzheimer's disease is short-term memory loss, and this is because initially new memories are stored in a part of the brain called the hippocampus. 
Over time, the hippocampus begins to transfer memories into long-term storage in another part of the brain called the cerebral cortex. When a person has Alzheimer's disease, the hippocampus is usually the first part of the brain to become damaged, and that means that the memories of recent events which are stored there become lost. The hippocampus is also involved in forming semantic memories. Semantic memories are general knowledge about objects and word meanings, facts and people. So an example is eggs have a shell and are laid by hens. The damage to the hippocampus when a person has Alzheimer's disease means that people will often struggle to learn new facts and information. Damage to the left hemisphere is linked to problems with semantic memory and language, so someone might struggle to find the right words for something. Damage to the visual system in the temporal lobes makes recognising familiar faces and objects harder. So the person may seem to forget who a familiar person is, and that can be really distressing. However, because the pathways for vision and hearing are separate, they may still know who the person is once they hear them speak. And the person with Alzheimer's disease may also respond to someone at an emotional level, even if they don't seem to recognise them. As the damage spreads to the frontal lobes, someone with Alzheimer's may struggle with decision-making, planning or organisation. For example, they may struggle to organise family finances. A more complex task with a sequence of steps like following a new recipe might also become much harder. In contrast to these losses, many abilities are retained, particularly those acquired long ago, so skills like dancing or playing the piano rely on procedural memories, and they're often stored so deeply within the brain that in Alzheimer's disease, these skills are often retained the longest. How does Alzheimer's disease progress? Everyone will experience Alzheimer's slightly differently, so it's difficult to say exactly how it will progress for a particular individual. However, looking at Alzheimer's disease as a series of three stages can be a useful way of understanding the changes that occur over time. Alzheimer's disease usually begins with very minor changes in the person's abilities or behaviour. This can include some short-term memory loss and perhaps the person might appear slightly more withdrawn or low in mood. At this point, family may be more aware of these changes than the person themselves. It's common to notice this period only looking back after a diagnosis because the changes might be so slight. At the time, these symptoms are often just thought to be a normal part of getting older, but actually this is wrong. Although memory difficulties are usually the earlier symptoms of Alzheimer's, someone with the disease will also have, or go on to develop, problems with other aspects of thinking, reasoning and communication. They might have difficulties with language, so perhaps struggling to follow a conversation or repeating themselves. They may also experience visuospatial skills, problems, so problems judging distances or seeing objects in three dimensions. They may also struggle with concentrating, planning and organising, and perhaps struggle with orientation, so becoming confused or losing track of the time of day or date. As Alzheimer's disease progresses, the changes become more noticeable. The person might need more support to help them manage their day-to-day -day living. For example, they might need prompts and reminders to help them eat, wash, dress or use the toilet. They're also likely to become increasingly forgetful, particularly of names and may sometimes repeat the same question or phrase over and over again. Some people at this stage become easily upset, angry or aggressive, perhaps because they're feeling frustrated or they may lose their confidence and become very clingy. How long does it take to progress? It's very difficult to predict this, as everyone will experience Alzheimer's differently. The progression of Alzheimer's can depend on factors like their physical makeup, their emotional resilience, the medication they take and the support they can rely on. 
There is no sure way to predict how quickly Alzheimer's disease will progress for an individual and that can make planning ahead particularly difficult. But on average, people with Alzheimer's disease live for 8 to 10 years after their symptoms begin. However, this does depend on how old the person is. For example, people diagnosed in their 60s and early 70s can expect to live for around 7 to 10 years, whereas someone diagnosed in their 90s will, on average, live for about 3 years. Is there anything that can slow the progression? Although there's no sure way to slow down the progression of the underlying changes in the brain, there are some medications which, in some people, can help to slow down the progression of the symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. Although they don't stop or slow down the progress of Alzheimer's disease in the brain, they can treat or slow down the symptoms of dementia like memory loss and confusion. Unfortunately, these medications don't work for everyone. They may be unsuitable for some people with Alzheimer's disease if they have other underlying health conditions. However, some psychosocial interventions are also thought to sometimes be effective in slowing down the progression of dementia. For example, recent research suggests that brain training may improve cognition in people with Alzheimer's disease. Brain training is a programme of cognitive tasks that are repeated on a regular basis, often every day over several months. Tasks involve reading and arithmetic and are highly repetitive. Other psychosocial approaches for dementia include cognitive behavioural therapy, reminiscence therapy and counselling. And you can find out more information about these approaches on our fact sheet, Talking Therapies, and that can be found on our website. Unfortunately, there are some things that can cause dementia to progress more quickly, such as physical illness like an infection, a general anaesthetic, or further damage to the brain, such as a stroke. How does vascular dementia differ? Vascular dementia is more variable than Alzheimer's disease. So the plaques and tangles in the brains of people with Alzheimer's develop in a fairly consistent pattern. But vascular dementia is caused by a collection of diseases, all involving damage to the vascular system of blood vessels, which supply the brain with oxygen and nutrients. There are differences between the progression of vascular dementia, which is the result of a stroke, and subcortical vascular dementia, which is due to small vessel disease. Vascular dementia, which develops after a stroke, often has a sudden onset and progresses in a stepped manner, with periods of stability before a sudden decline. However, subcortical vascular dementia, which is not caused by a stroke, may have a more insidious onset and gradual progression, much more like Alzheimer's disease. Some important differences between vascular dementia and Alzheimer's disease are that memory loss is not always a major early symptom in vascular dementia. Planning, decision-making and attention can often be more effective. Depression is also more common in vascular dementia, and this could be perhaps due to the greater insight of the person with vascular dementia into their condition. The life expectancy of people with vascular dementia is often a bit shorter than people with Alzheimer's disease. This can be because the person with vascular dementia often has another stroke or heart attack. What is unique about Lewy body dementia? Dementia with Lewy bodies gets its name from the microscopic deposits that are found in the brains of people with the condition. These deposits cause degeneration and eventual death of nerve cells in the brain. Half or more of those affected with dementia as Lewy bodies will also develop the signs and symptoms of Parkinson's disease, and that can include things like slowness of movement, stiffness and tremor. They may also have difficulty in judging distances and are more prone to falls and fainting. People with this type of dementia also commonly experience visual hallucinations, paranoia and delusions. 
Unlike Alzheimer's disease, in the early stages of Lewy body dementia, the abilities of the affected person often fluctuate drastically from day to day, or even during the course of a single day. This can often be confusing or even alarming for family and friends. In the later stages, the symptoms are often very similar to those experienced in Alzheimer's disease. After the symptoms of dementia with Lewy bodies begin, people live on average for 6 to 12 years. However, each person will experience dementia with Lewy bodies differently. What about frontotemporal dementia? Well, frontotemporal dementia is caused by damage to the frontal or temporal lobes of the brain. And these are the areas responsible for our behaviour, our emotional responses and our language skills. During the early stages of frontotemporal dementia, memory for recent events may be unaffected. However, there may be other changes. For example, the disease may cause some people to appear uncharacteristically selfish and unfeeling. They may behave rudely or may seem more easily distracted. Other symptoms may include loss of inhibition, such as shouting in public, ritualised behaviour or compulsions and a liking for sweet foods. Each person's experience of frontotemporal dementia will be different, but on average people live for six to eight years after symptoms begin. What generally tends to happen towards the later stages of dementia? Everybody will experience the later stages of dementia differently, but most people will become increasingly frail and will need a lot of help and support with their care. This can be a really distressing time for carers and relatives. In the later stages, the symptoms tend to be very similar for all the different types of dementia. Memory loss is likely to be very severe in the later stages. People may be unable to recognise other people, or even themselves in the mirror. They may no longer be able to find their way around familiar surroundings or recognise everyday objects in their own home. However, it is possible for sudden flashes of recognition to occur. The person might believe they're living in a time from their past, so this can be helpful to use this as an opportunity to talk about the past and reassure them. Even if a person has severe memory loss, they may still respond to music, scent or touch. It is important to continue to speak to the person, even if they can't respond. People in the later stages of dementia might also experience difficulties in understanding what's being said to them. They might gradually lose their speech. They might repeat a few words or cry out from time to time. However, their facial expressions and body language can still be a helpful way of finding out how they're feeling. Many people can still receive and return emotional signals when they can no longer speak. Other symptoms associated with the later stages of dementia include loss of mobility. One of the early signs of this can be walking unsteadily or seeming to shuffle. An occupational therapist can give advice and support on this. People may also struggle to chew and swallow, which can cause weight loss. A GP can refer to a speech and language therapist if this is the case. Many people lose control of their bladder or bowel in the later stages of dementia. This might happen all of the time, or maybe occasionally, but a GP can refer to a continence nurse for support around this. So where can you go for further information and support? Anybody who's affected by dementia or would just like more information can get in touch with the National Dementia Helpline, and the number is 0300 222 double one double two we're open nine to five on monday to friday and 10 a.m till 4 p.m on the weekends you can also email us at helpline at alzheimers.org.uk you can also get in touch with us via our live online advice service through our website and that's a confidential instant messaging service with one of our trained advisors 
we'd also advise anybody concerned about dementia to visit their GP, who should be able to refer them on to further treatment and support if needed. Thank you for listening to the Alzheimer's Society podcast.